It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Uh, Dirk, to go bowling at the Glen, uh, success or failure? Everybody likes the controversial ending, so that part was probably actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody but Chase Elliott and his fans. Boy, I, I just a side note, I watched the post-race comments with him and, and Kyle Larson. I really think that was the maddest I've ever seen Chase Elliott. Yeah, I mean, he really didn't even say anything. He couldn't yeah. say anything, you know. Somebody asked him if there was anything he could have done different. Thinking back on it, is there anything he could have done different? And he goes, I don't know. I made a mistake. I guess it was all my fault. Well, okay then. (laughs) He wasn't going to jump in and start blaming his own teammate because he knows he'd have probably done the same thing. Yeah. And I said it before the restart. I said, Kyle was going to slam him, use him up, take the lead. And that's exactly what he did. And Kyle admitted to it, said, I, that was the only way I was going to win that race. I had yep. to take advantage of it. Yep. He didn't hit in the restart before, but he hit in that one. You know, it, it was. It was the race. That's all there was to it. The part that I don't like about the whole situation was the fact that they got in such a big hurry to start the race. So they made them start on rain tires. And they didn't even get, you know, I think they were, some guys were going to, regular tires you know like 12 laps into the race they could have waited that long yeah started on a dry track yeah it's when you came in and said they were they were going on the rain uh we were racing in the rain i just i i I don't agree with that at all i think it produces terrible racing and you're just stuck with it now but race results kyle larson ends up getting the win aj almendinger brings it home in second joe logano in third chase elliott fourth daniel suarez fifth my man, Michael McDowell, eighth in stage one, third in stage two, ended up finishing sixth on the day. Uh, Tyler Reddick, then Christopher Bell, Chris Busher, and Eric Jones rounding out your top ten. Who'd you end up taking for Sunday? I had Elliot. Yeah. But I didn't uh, – uh, I saw the very beginning of the race, but I didn't see the first several laps because I was on my way over to your party. And uh, the radio around here is just so intermittent, you know. Mm-hmm. You hear like three words, and then you wait a minute, and you hear another three words, and and that didn't make any difference. Hell, by the time I got into uh, into the bar, Elliot wasn't even in the top ten. Oh wow! Starting the poll, so in the Rick Haveridge Pickums contest, AJ Allmendinger was the most popular pick with twenty one people taking him. Larson and Elliot were tied for second with nine picks each. Reddick six, Briscoe five. Michael McDowell, again, who I took, took three, had three picks. I'm really surprised that Elliott didn't get more than Larson and Allmendinger. People probably had him used up already. Yeah, that might be true. Yeah. That would be my guess anyway. Uh, Let's see. Big point getter on the day was Joey Logano, 49 points. Sixth in stage one, one stage two, and third on the day. Looks like he led 15 laps. Chase Elliott was the big lap leader, 29 laps. I'm not really seeing any big 
big uh, surprises. Well, I guess Kyle Busch finished 18th. Didn't he get tagged and sent around? Yeah, he spun around. It was in the third stage. I don't remember how late into the third stage, but it was, you know, towards the end of the race, so there wasn't a whole lot of time for him to recover from that. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. did not do him any fa- himself any favors. He finished, where did I see that at? Um, 23rd, ended up getting 14 points on the day. Yeah, like is, one more point than Blaney, I think. Yeah, he is now 25 points behind Blaney. Um, Truex is in 17th, Ryan Blaney still winless in 16th. Uh, how did that ringer do that everyone was talking about? Kimmy Rikkonen or? Yeah. No, he got crashed out about halfway through. Oh, geez. Uh, Only completed 44 laps. I see him now. Yeah, about halfway through, Mm -hmm. he crashed out. They interviewed him, but I saw the interview going on on the TV, but couldn't hear it, obviously. So Mm -hmm. some people having this party were just being so damn loud at the bar. (laughs) How rude. I deal with that every Sunday. Uh, all right, so that does it. Uh, one more race for Martin Truex Jr. to qualify for the playoffs. There's a lot of other drivers that are still sitting there uh, looking to get in. So There's 15 drivers in, so there's roughly about 17 or 18 others that could be in. That could win at Daytona and, and, and knock Blaney out. Because they're doing the road course. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Let's see. Well, and, and in all honesty, Truex could not play me out on points. If Truex yeah. goes to Daytona and wins two stages and wins the race, and and Blaney runs twenty fourth again, Truex will pass him. Yeah. Well, really, uh, assuming Blaney doesn't finish in the top ten for either of the stages, Truex just has to finish five spots in front of him. Again, so many different scenarios with stage points being worth or stage wins being worth ten points. If Martin Truex Jr. has a good upfront day and Blaney hangs back and tries to play it safe, doesn't finish in the stages, uh, Truex would chew into that lead considerably. Yeah, Blaney ain't going to do that. That's not going to happen. He's he's won road courses before, so that's not going to happen. I really don't know why that car was so far off this weekend. I mean, he wasn't even in the ballpark. You know, they just flat missed it. Whatever they tried. And maybe they were trying something, kind of a little experiment for this upcoming race at Daytona, two road courses back to back. Could have very well been the issue. Yeah. But he's not going to lay back. Um, If he happens to be behind Truex, whichever one of them is in the lead, if they get into that goofy stuff, well, they're going to pit two laps from the end of the stage. No, they're not. They're going to go for stage points. Either one of them. Yeah, if Blaney puts on two. If Blaney would win both stages and Truex don't get no stage points, he locks him out. Right, uh, barring a, a Truex win. Right, but yeah. I don't. I don't think if somebody doesn't get any stage points, I really think it's odd that they would win the race. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I just keep thinking back to that time that Joe Gibbs Racing basically just stuck around in the back for most of the day and then got up to the front and rode around the positions they needed to, to secure themselves into the playoffs. Yeah. But and that's, that's the, that's not a, a road course. Well, this isn't either. We're at the speedway, but I thought they were running the road course. No, they're, uh, I don't see anything about the road course. Oh, but last year at, at this point, they ran the road course at Daytona. I would be much happier if they ran the road course, but I'm not seeing anything that says they're running the road course. How many miles is the race? 160 laps. 
Yeah, that's that's the speedway. That's Coke, 400 miles. Coke Zero 400. Uh, excuse yeah, me, Coke Zero miles. Sugar 400. So, okay, my bad then. I, I thought they were running the road course at this point like they did last year. I sure wish they were. I, I don't understand why we went back to super speedways ending the regular season. The drivers hate it. And well, NASCAR hated it. Yeah. We got pulled out by a track president. Again, they, that, Mr. they're living in their own little world. We're just over here in Omaha trying to tell them how to do things right. Well, um, they, they are definitely not listening. Yeah, we talked about it. Truex is a winner in. Kurt Busch currently sitting 22nd. He cannot lose enough points uh, to fall outside of the top 30, so he should be in the playoffs. Do you think that he stays out? I think he stays out for Daytona. You don't risk it regardless. Play it safe. Say you're still healing up. Don't go race at Daytona. And then you start the playoffs off um, with a clear head and, and a full bill of health at uh, Darlington. Yeah, well, I said all along that Ty Gibbs would stay in the car for up to and as many as seven races because he can run that many and still keep his rookie status. So, yeah, I don't see Kurt Busch running this weekend. Okay. But he's going to have to have a doctor's note. That's the only way he'll get excused because yeah, he, he didn't run every race for his medical exemption. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then it'd be kind of fun. Then it, I mean, it'd almost be hysterical if he sits out this week and then can't get uh, cleared to run the first week of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Then, well, then he's just screwed. Uh, yeah, uh, point-wise, yeah, he's he's in a really bad spot, but uh, he uh, he could uh, win I, at one of the other races and, and lock himself into the next round. Well, I, and me personally, if I'm NASCAR and the way they do things, I mean, I've watched them do things kind of half-assed for a lot of years. If he doesn't race the first, or if he's not cleared to go into the first round of the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if they kick him and put somebody else in that spot. I want to disagree with you, but I don't think you're wrong. You if, know, I mean, after what they did at Richmond there about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago with yeah. all that crap they did. Well, we're putting in Jeff Gordon because we can, yeah. you know. I mean, if if Kurt's not able to go, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't just move Martin Truex to the spot if he's not already in it. Yeah. Yeah, and I've heard rumors that Kurt Busch is uh, set to retire at the end of the season and that Kyle Busch is set to head over to his car and take over for him. But I don't know. That's it, it, uh, again, we, you know, we talk about those alliances and, and basically that 2311 is a satellite Joe Gibbs racing team and Toyota and Joe Gibbs are the ones that make the call on who sits down in that 45 car next season. If it's Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, Ty Gibbs, whoever. Yeah. I, I don't think Joe Gibbs is as big of that as much of that deal as Toyota is. I really don't. And I think Michael Jordan has a pretty good say in that too. I don't think Denny Hamlin gets a whole lot of say just because he's still an employee of JGR. But yeah. Um, yeah and like I said, you know, Gibbs isn't making any headway with Kyle Bush. It sounds like it almost sounds like they've given up and it almost yeah. sounds like he's, you know, Bush is going to be elsewhere. Is he going to be in that 45? Is he going to be in the 10? Well, he's definitely, well, I guess I shouldn't say definitely not going to be in the 10 because there was, so we posted an article last week from, I think it was uh, motorsports.com that said Eric Amarola is indeed set to return to the number 10 Ford 
at Stuart Haas Racing for the 2023 season. But Amarola, who announced retirement from NASCAR Cup Series in January, affirmed Saturday at Watkins Glen that nothing is final for next season. I'm just I'm going to look at uh, at your buddy Tony there going, hmm, let's see. I can re-sign Eric Almirola. There's this Kyle Busch guy over here with 60 cup wins. Yeah. And and he could slide right into that seat too. But who do I pick? But if you've got Smithfield coming to you with full sponsorship dollars saying, if Eric Almirola is in that car next year, we're back on board. If Kyle Busch is in that car, eh, we're not interested. Yeah. But what you don't know and I mean, I, I know I certainly don't. It's not like I did a bunch of research to look for it either. Mm-hmm. But Smithfield might already be contracted for next year or the year after. Who knows? Yeah, I, yeah and, and, you know, typically these contracts align with the driver's contracts. But, you know, if Sis- Smithfield could pull out of it and say, we don't want to support Kyle Busch, uh, but then they could move him to move Smithfield to a different car. Maybe they move over to to, you know, Kevin Harvick's car or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but, it wouldn't be Harvick's car. It'd probably be Cole Custer if they were going to move. And my understanding is that Cole Custer is close to signing a new deal and locking into that ride. So as of the end of last week, it kind of felt like Stuart Haas Racing was no longer in the Kyle Busch conversation game. But again, Eric Amarola said Saturday that the decision hasn't been finalized yet. He's still considering what he wants to do next year. Nope. But. It's kind of one of them deals. Once you make an announcement like that, and then you start backtracking, and yeah. then you're dragging your feet. You know, somebody's going to make the decision for him, and he might not be happy about it. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. Uh, Chase Elliott clinches the regular season championship. He's got himself 15 bonus playoff points as uh, they head into the final race of the regular season, and then he'll uh, have those points available to him for the final 10. Uh, that start at Darlington, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah, he would have just as soon had those five playoff points from yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was a couple times in the last several years where somebody's got a one-race advantage. Yes. Most wins we have this year is four. And what did Truex have that year, the first year that they did this system? I think he had seven or... I was going to say seven or eight, I think. He had a incredible amount of wins but also stage points i think he walked in with like 70 some bonus playoff points yeah it was yeah he basically had a race mm-hmm. you know he had a race that he could you know he didn't even have to show up and yeah you know, he he had a gimme he had a throwaway race so if he had a bad one it wasn't going to hurt him but you still got three races and if you have two bad ones everybody's hurting more you know, on the local you know. scale Eagle Raceway announced earlier Monday that after a lot of discussion, it has been determined they will not enforce the rule. The drivers must compete in three IMCA Race Saver sanctioned races to complete to compete at the Race Saver Nationals coming up in a couple of weeks over Labor Day weekend. The reasoning is that there still has been a weird year for tire shortages, drivers not being able to afford to travel to these IMCA events, etc., so for another year, we're going to waive the rule and allow drivers to compete as long as they have an IMCA license and they are completely comfortable with the, uh, excuse me, they completely conform to the race saver rules. A um, couple of people on here, uh, a little frustrated with it. Um, Adam Golian says, whatever it takes to boost car counts, 
and fits their agenda. Never mind the disrespect to those that have followed the rules and supported the series all along. It's a slap in the face of the people that support you and a clear message that the rules mean nothing to them if it doesn't benefit them and fit their agenda. Uh, Stan Caesar says, well, imagine that after we got the required races in, it changes again, whatever. Best of luck to everybody competing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, the, that's the one I was waiting for because I know when Cody got back to getting in the seat that they were going to, you know, he, he made a specific post about getting their three races. So they yeah. were qualified. Right. I have a funny feeling. Um, this has a lot to do with Jake Bubak. And that 74B team, the uh, Coyote Candle team. Apparently, uh, I don't know the time frame, but John Carney was scheduled to drive that car. Something happened between him and the team. And Jake Bubak showed up on it Saturday at the racetrack and put on a pretty good show and almost won the race. But Joey Danley ended up holding him off. Jake talked about they had to find two more race saver races to race in before they would qualify for the uh, race saver nationals. And there's only one more race at Eagle. It's this coming Saturday. So there there's apparently a race. I don't know where it was at in the country. That is a two day two complete show race saver sanctioned show that they were going to be able to go and race at. So maybe it doesn't have to do with Bubak because he was going to be able to get his requirements in assuming the races didn't rain out, but yeah, it, I, I know there's people that have an issue with this. And I can, I guess I can kind of see it both ways. I've, I've heard that pre-registration is a little bit low, but it, it, you've had an all season to, to race three times. I don't see the ra- the car count numbers exploding, you know, plus a hundred cars now that they've lifted this rule. Yeah. I, I, you know where I am on, you know, let's change the rules tomorrow deal. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to even say anything. I just, you know, I'm in the BS corners where I'm at, but I don't have to make the decision. I don't have to write the checks. I completely agreed with it when it was 2020 and half the season was canceled. I get it. Maybe a driver was sick with COVID and when their local track opened back up, if it did open up that year, maybe they weren't able to race that. I completely agreed with when they lifted that rule. I think it was a carryover from last year when they did it in 2021 now it's kind of like i don't know i i just don't see it on this one but you know what well, whatever it come if, race if at the it, race saver nationals if it was the tire deal they could have made this call the first of july yeah well in in um i guess that actually that doesn't matter because hoosier came out and said that there will not be a tire issue at the race saver nationals they have secured enough tires there will be ample amounts of tires at the race saver nationals well, good. I hope they get 400 cars and Hoosier's a liar. <laughs> you know, how can all of a sudden they know they'll have ample tires when they don't even know how many cars are going to be there? Yeah. Um, Eagle did comment that uh, somebody, uh, Chris Worms asked, what's the car count this year? I haven't heard it yet. Eagle said we are at 90 sprint cars uh, and they posted that I'm trying to see if it shows me the day. Uh, well, it was for, uh, it was Monday afternoon. They posted that. So um, yeah. But it's definitely down, what, 18 cars, 20 yeah. cars? Uh, you know, we, we got two weeks to go. I, I've been talking a lot about this with some people, and I like that in the past it was free to pre-register. And I never really liked that because me as 
a guy promoting a number, you know, the weeks leading up to it, we'd be talking about a hundred plus cars pre-registered, but there was a couple of years that we had a hundred and I think we had 114 cars pre-registered we had 87 show up those cars that didn't show up those roughly, you know, 30, 35, 40 cars that didn't show up. There was no consequence for them not showing up. They could have just decided, yeah, we're not showing up. We, we pre-registered, we planned ahead. We could go if we wanted to, but we've decided not to this well, there. It's only 20 bucks to pre-register, but you're out 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, for those guys, 20 bucks, you know, that's a penny laying on the ground in a parking lot. Let's be Could honest. Be. Some of these guys um, would, would push their mom down for a penny in a parking lot. But um, I don't I don't like pre-registration without a fee. But that's not the reason why. I don't think it holds anybody to anything. But you don't know how many of those cars that didn't show up blew their motor the week before. Right. Rolled the car. Whatever. You right. know, just had too much damage to come race. You know, had a family situation. You know, there's a lot of that stuff that can happen. Yeah. But yeah, I think pre-registration needs to come with a dollar, you know. And you again, it 20, don't have to hurt. It don't, you know. Do you think 20 30, bucks 40, is enough? Bucks. I, I just say, you know, make it something that's, you know, reasonable. Make it uh, make it 50 bucks with a one-night pit pass. Yeah. Uh, that's what, you know, that, I think that was Stan Caesar's uh, suggestion a couple of years ago. Is said, you know, make it 50 bucks and then they get 50 bucks off of their, their pit stall when, when they show up. Or they get a gift card to something, Speedway Motors, or they get a gift card to the repair shop or whatever. They basically get that 50 bucks back when they show up and come race. So, yeah, you know, like I said, there's a million things that can be done like that. But, yeah, making uh, that decision two weeks before the race. And like I said, the guys that don't like it, don't go. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you're, you know, if, if it's that big of a deal, you know, just go ahead and. And skip the race. I, you know, I wouldn't do that if I was, you know, a driver. You know, I'd be going, yeah, well, whatever, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but I might not, you know, if I'm not, well, nobody's racing for the Eagle Track Championship this weekend. It's already decided. Uh, most of them are. I, actually, I need to look at the points. All I'm worried about oh, is the real fires. That's a good point. <laughs> it's already decided. Yeah. Save your equipment. Stay home this week. Well, and there's a couple of guys that have been doing that the last couple of weeks uh, at the party. Derek Crawl was there. He made the announcement two weeks ago that um, they're they're saving their stuff. I think he said he was going to race this Saturday just to make sure that he was comfortable going into the to the race saver nationals. But they wanted to take a couple of weeks off and ensure they had tires and, and equipment, frankly. Yeah, but he probably wasn't running in the top three in points either. No. You know, because nobody was going to throw a point championship away like that. But since it's decided and it's not going to change, you know, mm-hmm. you might see a few guys sit home this weekend. I don't know. Um, you might also see a few guys that are putting in a new engine. You know, they just got one freshened or whatever, and they're going to go out and at least, you know, run a heat or something. And they might just run five laps and call it a day um, just to make sure all the lines are tight and all that kind of stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think we had 34 sprint cars on Saturday. So I, I think we'll be right around there again. Uh, Clint Benson, who wrecked on Saturday night, um, said that he's going to sit out this weekend. He's got the equipment, cars back together just fine, but he's just going to take a weekend off and then get set for the nationals. So 
I, I think it's we're going to be right around 30 cars. I think we'll see a couple of more cars show up and we'll see a couple of cars check out and, and not race that weekend. So, you know, um, and, well, you might even see a few guys come and, you know, do a test and tune for the NAS. The, yeah, there's guys that do. Absolutely. They show up that last points night and they run a special. They, they just go out there and run and just kind of get the track figured out for one week. And then um, maybe they stay for for the, the week and and enjoy Omaha, go do some racing around here locally, whatever. But yeah, it's, that happens quite a bit on the last uh, points night is that we see some out of towners show up. All right. Um, I think that's all I got for news. Yeah. Well, we're late enough in the year. There's, you know, it's kind of winding down. Yep. That's for sure. Did we say congratulations to um, Matt no, Andrews and, and his, his <laughs> wife, I uh, Jessica? We did that. I can't remember what day. Oh, that was uh, there. That baby was born. Their little girl was born Thursday night. I was going to say. I think it was the day after the show last week. So yeah, they were born. Uh, she was born Thursday night at eight o'clock. So Baylor Bree Andrews. So congratulations to those guys. Yeah, another mud scraper for the future. That's what he said. We added a crew member to the team. Well, maybe a yeah, maybe a new driver. Who knows. Uh... Matt Andrews' retirement tour is getting closer and closer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rick Gropp. You know Rick Gropp, right? The racing relic? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. We were just in a conversation uh, with some of the Eagle guys. Uh, apparently, he announced earlier this year that he's retiring. I saw the post. I don't know if it was today. In the last couple of days, I saw that, yeah, he's uh, Saturday night's his farewell song. That's crazy. I, I I wish I'd have known that sooner, but uh, apparently he made that announcement earlier and I completely missed it. Well, you'll have to uh, make a little tour down his pitway on Saturday night. Yeah, definitely. I hope he can win. I love seeing uh, some of them old boys pick up a, a win. But um, yeah, anyways, wanted to say farewell to Rick and hopefully he has a great Saturday night at Eagle and hopefully he pulls a Eric Amarola and decides to come back in 2023. Well, if Smithfield calls him up, he probably will. <laughs> that's so I, I think that's going to do it for us today, guys. We had an interview lined up with uh, Gary Harper from Ottawa Dragway. Unfortunately, um, tailored computers technical and services, difficulty. technical support was not able to get him up on the zoom call. So we had to, uh, we, we scheduled that for next week. His wife will be back in town and she can help walk him through how to do it. No, she'll just do the phone call and we'll talk to her. <laughs> we like talking to her more anyways. No, we just should have done that. We just should have called her in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did I? Th- well, I don't know how I didn't think of that. I know exactly how I didn't think of that. We're going to be back on Thursday with another show for you guys. Uh, hang tight. Uh, appreciate all the support. Make sure to like it up and share it up. Get down to Quaker Steak and Lube for Classic Car Cruising on Thursday. Don't forget 99 Cent Kids Eat uh, for just 99 cents with an adult entree on Mondays. Dollar Wing on Tuesdays. And then again, Classic Car Thru's. Classic car cruising on Thursdays. Great time down at Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, while you're over there at Quaker Steak and Lube, you might as well swing over and get yourself some indoor kart racing done at Joe's Karting. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Any technical support, give me a call, 402-659-5641. Uh, Jacob West, you remember Jacob, right? The um, Soapbox Derby guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he reached out to me today. Apparently in his move back to college, 
his computer monitor got screwed up. So he reached out to me about getting it fixed. So we'll get that fixed up. And um, if you need anything like that, just give me a call. And then, of course, uh, any tech, any um, financial advice, find out what Rick could do for you. RickHavenRidgeAdvice.com. Dirk, appreciate uh, always talking to you, bud. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Uh, sounds good. Maybe we can uh, try and line up a second interview on Thursday. I know we got one set up, but maybe we can line up a second one to at least get two in for the week. I don't have a problem with that at all. All right. We'll see what can happen. All right. Have a good night. We'll talk to everybody yep. later. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. Have a good one. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Quaker Steak and Lube is the official watering hole of the front stretch and the home of MAV-TV featuring action from the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Great times, great food, get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Located on Mid-America Drive in Council Bluffs.